This is More Than Work, the podcast reminding you that your self-worth is made up of more than your job title. Each week, I'll talk to a guest about how they discovered that for themselves. You'll hear about what they did, what they're doing, and who they are. I'm your host, Rabia. I work in IT, perform stand-up comedy, write, volunteer, and, of course, podcast. Thank you for listening. Here we go. Hey everyone, so this week I'm excited to bring you someone that actually did my family photos in December when I was back home in California. She was a lot of fun to talk to. She actually was unsure of if she should be on the podcast. Was she the right guest? But she definitely was. And I really enjoyed editing this episode and hearing back what we talked about and reflecting on it a bit. Interestingly enough, this person, Julie Campbell, had a different career before she became a photographer. She self-taught initially. So again, I'm just encouraging people, if you want to do something, anything, do the thing. You can learn. I teach myself to do things all the time. Probably not well, (laughs) but even editing this podcast, you know, I taught myself how to do all that. And I just, I really encourage people to, to do things. Photography is a lot of fun and something I was doing before and haven't done in a while. But if you can create images of vacations you go on or just with your family and stuff like that, it's really fun. Um, I like learning about how she put her business together because she really did from the ground up after she did her first career, which I will let you hear about on the episode rather than ruining it right now. One thing too, is we get into a little bit about a health issue she had at, during during COVID, well, during the lockdown part of COVID uh, with her eye and, and having a detached retina. And I'm still dealing with an after effect of COVID right now where I don't have all my vision in my right eye. And but I can't imagine going through what she did. And it was really just put things into perspective for me in two ways. One, you know, I am lucky, even though things aren't going super all the time, I am lucky, but also it's okay that there are times that I'm honoring that I don't feel so lucky. So it was kind of a good reminder that we can name the pain we're in or name how we feel and it's okay. And we don't have to compare it to other people, but we can also, when we're in a healthier spot, acknowledge how guilty, um, I was going to say guilty, (laughs) not guilty, but acknowledge how fortunate we are. And so it was a helpful chat. I hope listening to that part of the chat is helpful to some people too, because you never know when you're going to be going through something, or maybe you have a friend who's going through something that you want to help and talk to. Um, I definitely, again, want to reiterate that message to reach out to people when, when you feel like you should, because it's likely they probably uh, will be glad to hear from you. Um, if they're not, I'm really sorry. And I'm sorry to put you in that situation, but at least, you know, um, I guess I'll leave it at that. Um, this is women's history month. So it's all women this month on the podcast and next month we'll get back to a mix of, of people, but I'm really happy that I just had so many amazing women to talk to and Um, I'm excited that next month I think is earth month. So we'll have a couple eco kind of friendly people on too. If you have someone you recommend for the podcast, let me know if you um, just want to drop me a line and tell me what you think. That'd be great too, but I'll leave you with that. Thanks and enjoy the episode. All right, everyone. So my guest today is Julie Campbell and she's a photographer. She actually did my family's photos back in December when I was visiting California, we decided it was time before my sister's kids were fully adults with their own families that we should get photos together. So she was the photographer who did that. And that's how I met her. Thanks for being on, Julie. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. 
Yeah, of course. And um, can you just tell people where I'm talking to you from? I'm located in Southern California in Ventura County, about an hour out of LA, close to where you, your family is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Close to where I grew up and close to where my family lives now. So yeah, that's cool. And you're in a close proximity for people who don't know to beach and mountains in different parts that, that makes Southern California great, right? Yes. Yes. I love it here. There's everything. Beach, yeah. mountain, desert, everything. Yeah. So. I'm a big, <laughs> big fan of California too. <laughs> so I want to talk, first of all, like you did not start out as a photographer in your career. Is that right? Right. I went to school and became an elementary school teacher. I actually taught kindergarten for a couple of years and loved it. I loved the little kids. I loved getting to know them. I loved the excitement of teaching them new things. It was, I really loved it. And then I had my first daughter and I know I just saw this little baby and I thought, oh, I don't, I don't want to be with other people's kids. I want to be with my own kid. And so I, I quit to stay home and raise my kids. I had four kids and I just love being home with them. But then I did have always had that thing like, oh, I wish I, you know, you always want the kind of, I wanted like a creative outlet or something besides just staying home and like changing diapers and sweeping floors and doing that stuff. So I became obsessed with taking pictures of my kids because I thought, you know, everyone thinks their kids are the most beautiful. And um, so then I I got, I got my digital camera. It was just a really simple one. And then I looked online to see how to take better pictures. And it just became an obsession that just grew over years. And luckily the internet has all the information that you need. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I, I did tutorials. I took, then I went and I took classes at the local college at Moorpark College and um, online classes. I became obsessed to learn everything I could about photography. It was just like, it was like driving my, it was like a passion that I could not let go of. So then I started buying things and we didn't have a ton of money because we were just one income family and my husband, you know, earned all the money. So I had to like save for things or wait and I would get kind of like the basic, you know, equipment and then try to just do my best with what I had. And my husband decided one time he, he decided to buy me a DSLR, which is the next step. So you can become, you know, you can do a lot more with DSLRs instead of just the basic point and shoot cameras. He got me one and that like opened a whole new world to me. And then I learned, you know, Photoshop and everything. I put the kids to bed and that's what I do for hours at night. I did this for years and my husband's like, you know what, you should, you should probably like start earning money with this. You take pretty good pictures. You could probably take other people's pictures. And I was like, no way. I had this whole thing. Like I'm just a mom. That's all I can do. And no one's ever going to pay me to take their pictures. That's ridiculous. And he's like, no, I think they will. So he went out and got me his coworkers. He said, he said, my wife takes pictures. Can she take pictures of your family? Like just for free. And so they were like, sure, why not? So I did that for a few months. And then I was like, you know what? This is actually a lot of work and I really like it. So I do kind of want to be paid for it. (laughs) Like I don't want to do it. So then I started charging just a little bit. And then I kept raising my prices and I took business classes. I took photography business classes because, you know, it's one thing to do the photography, but it's a whole other thing to run a business. You know, you have to have a lot of information about what your costs are and taxes and all that really boring stuff. And I actually hated that part, but it's necessary. I feel like you do need to be paid for what you do. You ought to make it worth your time. Like I was leaving my family. So I needed to have, have it be worth missing that time away from them. And you know, the freedom that 
because the freedom that came with it. Because with the photography, your clients are going to want, they want appointments during the weekends. And so that's, you know, the weekends are usually like, it's when my husband has time off. So yeah, you just got to make it worth your while. And me, and it was, I, I love that it was so flexible. Mm-hmm. So I could do it when I was able to do it. Yeah. So yeah, it's been, and it's been great. I love it. How many years has it been since you did the first, you would, I would say like your first professional gig? I think it's been about 15 years. That's so that's great. And I think you touched on so many things I hear from people just even in my personal life, but sometimes on the podcast too. And I do, I mean, I do stand up comedy and I do the podcast. And so those are also different things where you can end up, if you have more skills, like in the business side or an understanding about your worth and your value, you end up in those conversations like around money. And I know just seeing some comics and like, especially female comics, where I relate it to is they'll be asked to do a gig and then they'll be asked how much do you want to be paid versus like, here's the rate we're paying. So they almost don't want to like the bookers don't want to establish that there's a rate that should be paid. They want you to tell. And, and depending on who you are, you might get paid different things. And, but it's like the work is of a certain value. And so hearing you talk about you, you started out pricing really low and then increased it over time. What I'd like to know is, cause I think it may be helpful for people like, how did you kind of come to terms with that your time was worth more than you were initially saying it was and just kind of decide confidently, like, this is what my work is worth and this is what I'm going to charge and ask for? Kind of slowly, because I, I, like I said, like, I was not confident at the beginning. I felt like, oh, I'm not good enough. Like, you know, I'm, everyone else is better than me and I'm not good enough. And then, you know, the more I took classes and I went to seminars and I went to conventions and I talked to other photographers and there's like a lot of networking between um, photographers online and they would, you know, a lot of education saying, you don't do this for free. Don't spend your time. Don't spend hours and hours on the computer. And, you know, because a lot of the photography is not just the photo session. Most of the time takes place at home when you're editing, like hours and hours and hours, depending on how much you do. And I was realizing I'm losing sleep. I'm doing all this stuff. My mentors that I looked up to, they kind of inspired me to like charge what I'm worth. And honestly, like I still charge a lot less than they do. I know I still believe that, you know, photography should be accessible to everyone. Mm -hmm. People should be able to have nice family photos. I'm not like Ann Gettys or like, you know, the famous ones that people think of that make, you know, millions of dollars. So there's, there's like a balance, you know, like I want it to be accessible, but I also want to be paid for my time. So I don't know. It's, it's hard. It's hard to know, to know what is right. But I, you know, I base it off of my time and how much, how long it takes me and what my materials are and how much I want to earn. And, you know, there's, there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. But I think it's good that over time you realized, and I like that there's this network of people, maybe that you guys have a community of photographers because in creative spaces, one thing I've noticed is in business, like just pure business when you're in corporate, it's it's interesting to see the dynamics and how there is this sense of competition that's different than the community I've seen in creative areas. Because I feel like, for example, I interviewed this one designer, Steph Mathena, and she was talking about how one thing that helped her when she decided to start her business was there was this whole like designer community on Instagram that's super supportive, where again, they can talk about pricing and clients and stuff like that. And it sounds like photography is similar that there's not as much the competition as there's the community. Is that kind of true? Um, Yeah. I mean, there's definitely the competition. I think the nice thing about it is 
um, because it's online, you can talk to photographers in another country. You can talk to them across the country and they're not going to be competitive with you because they don't have your clients. Like your clients mm-hmm. are local to you. So there's the competitiveness of local clients. Like I, I do military homecomings. And when I oh. do that, like you, you see a whole bunch of other photographers there. I see my peers there. Yeah. And I, and I like to talk to them and meet them. And some of them are really standoffish and they don't want to talk to you, but some of them are super friendly and they will like, Oh, what's your Instagram or what's your, you know, so they can, you can network with them and get to know them. And I really like that. There's some of both. Some people just don't want to tell you anything and they don't want to you share their information with you, but other people are very open and they'll yeah. talk to you about anything. Yeah. So yeah, I just, I, I love that. Yeah. Creative people definitely are more open. I think they want to help you because they want, they want to raise the whole industry up to be better. So I like that aspect of it. Yeah. That's really cool. And then as far as I guess the, well, two other things just around what you said, cause there was a lot there. One was just the aspect of you learning business and realizing that you needed to have that acumen as well. And I personally also hate any kind of number management. It's just not <laughs> not fun, yeah. especially when you realize how much you're spending on stuff. Would you change what you did? Or do you think just taking the specific courses you did were a good idea? Like if someone was starting out in a creative business, would you say that they should do that sooner than later? And what kind of path would you say to do? I would say definitely do the business part soon, as soon as you possibly can. I'm still terrible at accounting. My husband does the taxes and he, every year, he's like, oh, you are just horrible and horrible about stuff. And I'm like, you know, this is what I do. I'm sorry. Like, did you take it over from me? I don't know, whatever. But, um, (laughs) and and I suggest you do hire people to, to do things that you're not good at. Like a lot of photographers hire people to do the editing because they just, you know, they just don't want to have all those hours and it's just easier for them. And I've thought about doing that, but I actually, I love the control. Like I'd love to be able to edit the photos how I want them. And so I haven't given up that yet, but you know, just, you know, hire an accountant, always have your ducks in a row with taxes and the, all that stuff and your insurance. I do newborn photography and I'm terrified that a baby gets hurt in my, in my care. I'm so careful. I mean, these, mm-hmm. and even on photo shoots out in the, you know, like we would, when I went with your family, we were at the beach and yeah. some people have tripped and gotten hurt and it not, you know, you never know, you never know yeah. what's going to happen. So you have to be really careful to protect yourself and also protect your clients. Yeah. I never so, thought of um, that. Cause like the kids were running around for sure. And yeah, I have a tendency to slip. But yeah, it would have been me. But yeah, that's interesting. So as far as the imposter syndrome, because that's what I would really describe you having at the beginning of yes. it is just right. Yeah. Did you have an epiphany at one point? Because I've, I've noticed with me, sometimes I'll just have an epiphany and then I'll go back to my imposter syndrome, but come back to the epiphany again. Or how did it resolve for you? It hasn't completely. I learned from, um, you know, other photographers. So I'm constantly looking at other photographers work and trying to, you know, get myself to do better. So I do. There's a lot of comparing. There's some times when I look, I'm like, oh, I can never do that. I'm terrible. Like, you know, like I just, you know, there's a lot of negative self-talk. And so yeah. I can't say they're completely over it, but I do recognize, I do have clients that say like your photos are, have been on my wall for all this time. And I love looking and looking at them. And I love being able to have pictures of my daughter when she was a baby and now she's a teenager. And you know, I love being able to have those forever. I love that aspect of it. And I love that what I, what I ultimately love the most about my job is that I get to 
capture families being together. And it's a moment in time that will never, ever come back, ever. I just love being with families and seeing how their dynamics and how much they love each other and and recording that for them. That's what I love to do. Yeah. And it's really special. I mean, as an experience, I'd say if anyone's in Southern California, I would definitely go to you. And, but the thing is like, just for us, our family is definitely, you experienced it where, you know, my mom clearly just, she did not want to do it actually, even though it was partly (laughs) a gift to her. It was a very misguided gift by me, I think. And then, you know, we have basically kind of the family where it's the mom and the dad, and then the kids are separate, you know, with the, them having divorced and, but it was really great to be able to still like include everybody in it and to be able to have like, okay, you with the kids and you with the kids and stuff. And like, that was really special. I think everyone had a nice day and they were surprised by how much fun they had, which was cool. But one thing I noticed you were really good about, especially with my mom, like getting her to smile because it's hard. I don't know why. And luckily she doesn't listen to this because my podcast, (laughs) she's supportive of the fact that I have it, but she doesn't listen to it. But I think it was cool for me to see you get that out of her, you know, because uh-huh. I was worried and I didn't have to worry about it. I was like, oh, you know what? I don't have to worry about this today. Like, <laughs> yeah, I always tell clients like it's my job. Like they, you don't have to worry about getting your kids to, to smile. Like that's my job because mm-hmm. I want you to relax because the more people are relaxed, the better the pictures are going to be. And I want it to be a good memory too. I don't want it to be something where they look back and think, oh, that was so horrible. Cause yeah. when they look at the pictures, they're going to be like, that was horrible. And I look like it's horrible. And you know what I mean? So you have to have a lot of, um, it, it is, there's a lot of things going on. And so, yeah, I, I actually like all the different things. There's always somebody in there who doesn't want to be there. It's usually the dad, the dad very rarely wants to be there. And so I try to make jokes with them and, you know, like teenage boys hate it. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, so I try to, to make jokes and make it fun and make it, you know, so it's not so stiff and boring and um, tedious. I like to move around a lot. So hopefully it's not a terrible experience for everyone. And I do like, I, I asked people at the end, was it, was it bad? And they're like, no, that was better than I thought, a lot better than I thought yeah. it would be. So that's a success for me. If that's I get the one person who hates to be there, oh, they're, they're okay with it. Then that's a success. <laughs> that's good though. That's a good way to measure it you know, yeah. really just like, was it not that bad kind of? Because <laughs> yeah, no, I like was it that. Better than you thought. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So one thing you do, so we talked about like newborn family, and then you also do corporate kind of photography, like headshots, but also like branding and stuff. So how, uh-huh. I guess, how is the approach for you with people versus objects? And then I guess, yeah, do you get more joy out of one or the other? Do you find it in both in different ways? probably both in different ways. I, if I, I think families are definitely my passion. Corporate is nice because the, the people don't feel the pressure. Mm-hmm. Their product is the, the, the light is on that instead of them and how they look. So they're much more excited about the photos. I think with Headshots, people are very nervous about that. That's yes, for sure. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, that's mainly about lighting. And once you have good lighting and it, and they're ready, then it's it's great. And I do a lot of touch-ups on people. So that helps. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I asked you, hey, are you going to touch us up? Because I wanted to make sure, you know, uh, you want to know, you know, like you don't yeah, want to have yeah, your whole chin yeah. removed, but you want to have some things fixed. <laughs> yeah. 
Yep. Everyone asks me, can you make me lose 20 pounds or can you take this off or can you do? (laughs) So everyone's self-conscious, every single person, even like I've taken pictures of millionaires and they are some of the most self-conscious people I've seen for their physical. So everyone, everyone is like that, no matter what, you know, they could be like the most outgoing, super confident person in front of a group. And then you put them in front of your camera and they just, you could tell they're just very uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Everyone has the same feelings. I feel like. Yeah, I can, I can see that. And then it's just, but once you kind of let go, I think you can end up with good, good photos. So as far as, since you like photography was your hobby, I'd say, right. Initially in a way, and it became your passion in your career. Is it something you still enjoy outside of your profession? Or did your relationship with it change? Or like, how do you, do you still enjoy doing it outside of work? Yes, I definitely do. In fact, last year, I had a bunch of medical problems with my eye, my retina detached. And I was not, I had to, there were many weeks where I was laying flat down on like face down on a Mm -hmm. table just looking down at the floor. Mm. (laughs) And so I couldn't, I could only get up to use the bathroom or like very, like very little time sitting up or doing anything else. And that was really, really hard for me physically. Obviously it was very painful, but, and mentally, but I did miss being able to be creative and use my camera and go outside. And I mean, there were so many things that I missed. Obviously, (laughs) um, I, I didn't pick up my camera for months and and I, I wouldn't say that like, I thought about that part because so much, so many other things were gone from my yeah. life that like that was kind of took a back burner. But once I started taking pictures again, like I remember driving when I could actually drive to my first newborn shoot after that, I was crying on the way there. I was like, yeah. I am so happy I get to do this again. The joy was overflowing and it was like work. It was like something I was getting paid to do but I was so happy to do it. But I also, I also love taking pictures of my family. I do most of my pictures. I take of my family, take pictures of my dogs. <laughs> you know, I take pictures <laughs> when we go on vacation, like some, you know, landscapes, but, and I, I love to do that. If I have a free Saturday, I love to just go somewhere and take pictures. It's, it's my yeah. fun. My kids yeah. laugh at me because I look, I, I look when I'm driving somewhere, I said, that is beautiful light. You guys just look at that light. It's so beautiful. And so they'll actually point it out to me sometimes. They're like, mom, is that good light? Is that good lighting? And so, yeah, I, I definitely love doing it for, you know, clients, but I also love doing it for myself. Yeah. So that's great. It's good that it, because sometimes when something becomes career or your profession, it can change, you know, how, how you enjoy it or if you enjoy it. One, yes. one question actually, cause I've been wanting to ask a photographer this. So in a way, everyone's become a photographer because of the iPhone or pixel or whatever. Right. Yes. I, and I'm one of those people who like, I'll take pretty decent pictures with it, but I still see the value in hiring a photographer for things because I've seen plenty of times people try to say, Oh, we're doing a family photo shoot, but it's just on their iPhone. So what would you say to someone who's thinking I could just do this or I should hire someone? What would you say to them about the experience of hiring someone versus just DIY with an iPhone? If you hire someone, it's going to be, you're going to be in the pictures a lot more and they're going to, you're going to be happier with them. But if you can't afford to hire someone, don't not do it. (laughs) So yeah, having a photographer who knows lighting, it will, it will change everything about your photo shoot. And I, I've done it where I've taken pictures of my family and I've gotten like a tripod 
and tried to do it and it, it, it never works well. It, it yeah. just doesn't, it's not a success because you, you can't pose yourself and the photographer can see what you all look like together and like move people around and fix things that might be funky. But if you have the tripod and you're trying to do it yourself or it's just, it's not going to work out because you keep like you're, everyone will be so annoyed that they have to stand there and wait for you to go look at the picture and then come back. And yeah. it's not a good, it's a good of experience. If you hire someone, I, I just feel like it's so worth it. It's just so worth it because they, they can see what's going on and they can, and it's the family is going to be so much happier because it'll go quicker and it'll look better. Hopefully, hopefully it looks hopefully better. It well, and that's a, that's a good point. You said about like taking the photo, then looking at it and deciding stuff. Cause I know I'm my sister and I, when we do selfies or whatever, I'm kind of a one and done person. Like, well, that's how I look. And I just move uh-huh. on. But it's like, she always sees something else. And I have friends like this too, where, you know, if you're doing a selfie with them, it's going to take like 20 tries or something. Yeah. You know, so when I'm and, kidding, you yeah. <laughs> and I'm always going to make the same face, which annoys the person. Cause it's almost like they're a flip book and their face is changing these ways and mine. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so that's true because it does get frustrating after a while. You can't, you can't be bothered really, you know, yeah. like, so do you have anything that you are passionate about that, that kind of fulfills another part of you that like if photography becomes overwhelming at all, or is it just like, you're good with your career? And that's kind of like, that just is your only interest and in you're doing that. Do you have any other work-life balance stuff? Yeah. Like I love to go, I love to go hiking. I love to go to the beach to hang out. We go camping a lot. I, I actually got back into teaching a little bit this year because there's so, people are so desperate for teachers oh. um, with the pandemic and like so many, you know, people being out. So I have been teaching fifth grade this, this month, but I've realized I really like the, the flexibility of being able to work when I want yeah, <laughs> and yeah, with yeah. teaching, I do that. So, so yeah, so I, you know, I do, I've been doing a little bit of that, but yeah, I just, and then like, you know, I, I do CrossFit. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to do my, what I do, but yeah, I do. So exercise, okay. and, you know, hang out with my friends and I don't know. So yeah. 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 Well, I like the, the CrossFit. I mean, good because you do, I mean, when we went, we went on those stairs and stuff and you handled them like a champ and we were kind of like, oh, we can get on all these stairs. <laughs> so yeah, it pays off. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, uh, it does help. Yeah. So yeah, I do. I love exercise. I'm kind of obsessed with it. Like I, I don't look like I exercise a lot, but I do, but I, <laughs> I love the feeling of being able to, I kind of get tired, you know, like I love yeah. that feeling after it's over and like, you yeah. feel like you've done something hard, but you accomplished it. I love that feeling. Yeah, I get that. I, I mean, I've gotten been trying to work out more now and I'm another, I don't not look like it, but like today I was in the gym and it was cool like to just accomplish all the things and to be tired from doing that rather than just be tired from sitting around you know which I can also pull off sometimes um (laughs) I wanted to go (laughs) I want to go back really quick to like what you dealt with with the detached retina too just because I didn't really say anything and it's like almost I didn't hear you or something but I think it's interesting too that you had to just lay down and couldn't even move at all because that does give you a lot of time to think and do you feel like I know you said when you went to your first photo shoot, you were, you know, you cried and it was, I'm sure like very joyful and grateful, but did you handling that kind of thing? Cause we've had the pandemic going on. So that is a situation that's not the same at all, but similar and just other things going on, but everyone hits some kind of road bump and yours was very scary. 
did you have any moment or anything that you did during that time, eventually like a routine to help your thoughts kind of shift and, and not get caught up in it? Cause I imagine just at some point you had to like, no, okay, I'm going to be okay. And I don't know. So I'm just curious about like what process you went through, if you want to share that at all when going through that rough time. And I think my family will tell you it was a lot more emotional than mm. I, than I kind of let on usually. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, it was really, really, really hard, especially being a photographer. I use my eyes for everything. Right. And and the thought of like, I'm going to go blind is terrifying. It's mm-hmm. terrifying. I'm so terrified it's going to happen in the other eye, like every day. Right. So it's very, very emotional. And of course, they, they put me on like medication that made me even more emotional because I, mm-hmm. I had a lot of swelling in my eyes. So they put me on steroids and that made me like a crazy person. I, <laughs> like my little, my little, my little boy's like, mom, I think you should quit steroids. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I promise they were only for the inflammation. It wasn't like anything else. That's but, not for your CrossFit. Um, it wasn't, I wasn't doing any CrossFit for <laughs> six months. So it was yeah. not that. Yeah. It just made me insane. Yeah. It was very emotional and I'm still dealing with it. Like it's still not over. I'm still not healed. My eye looks really bad. My eyelids droopy and like, I'm still, I'm going, I'm seeing specialists and trying to figure out how to make it look normal. Um, So that's very emotional. Whenever I see people I haven't seen in a long time, I know they're like, Whoa, like what happened to you? You (laughs) So I I hate that. It's a lot of like, just not, not trying to be so vain and like worry Mm -hmm. about what people think of my appearance. And that's hard. And it actually happened like in the middle of the pandemic. So I had that going on plus my eye. It was, it was not fun. (laughs) It was not fun at all. And, you know, I think I've gotten to the point where I, I don't think about it all day long, like Mm -hmm. I used to. And I just go about my business and try to be like, okay, well you're fine. And Mm -hmm. this is how it is. And try to, there's comes a time when you just have to accept that this is what it's going to be and move on. Like I can't sit and wallow in Mm self-pity that doesn't help anyone. So yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I have no concrete answers for you. I just know that it's very hard. And I know people go through a lot of things that are much harder than that. And that kind of, kind of grounds me a little bit. I think, okay, yeah. like you will have a lot, have it a lot worse than you. Like you're going to be fine. <laughs> like, yeah. You can, you can still go on with your days and, and do a lot of things. And um, so, yeah, try not yeah. to feel sorry for myself. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but it's helpful. I mean, it's it, because, well, and I shared with you and I've, I kind of went on a rant on one of my intros recently about COVID because I shared with you that I've, I've had vision problems now with optic neuritis and lost my vision in my eye and it's coming back. And I, and I don't have the same career as you. So, and it was not painful. So like, there's all, I can say, well, mine was way less worse than yours, but sitting in your experience, feeling what you did, it doesn't matter what someone else's experience is that that point is it's yours and same with mine. And I, I think I understand though, like, that fear. Cause I was like, all right, what if it doesn't come back? And now I'm in a place where it'd be livable. And I'm in that acceptance phase where if it just stays like this, I will be okay. And I can manage it. But mm-hmm. I do think that nothing prepares you for those sudden medical things that just happen. And I think also if maybe, maybe someone will listen and something will happen to them and they'll be like, Oh yeah, I remember this conversation. But I think it's good to talk about it so people can know, like, even if they're feeling desperate and sad, they're not alone in that. Because sometimes there's this pressure to say we're okay. Like, I didn't talk to anyone for a couple of weeks other than like my mom and 
sister, my best friend. So I didn't want to, I didn't have the capacity to make someone else feel better about what I was going through. I needed people who would just let me sit with it. I don't know right. if you experienced yeah. that, but I didn't I have the energy. Yeah. I think it's important too, that you, it's okay to be sad about it. It's okay yeah. to like feel those feelings. Cause yeah, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. And the steroids. So I started, I'm on steroids right now too. So <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's, I'm titrating down, but man, those first weeks, I, it, it's, it drives you nuts and you, and you yeah. know it and you can't do anything about it. You're just like, well, this is what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you can't sleep with it. Nope. Like, oh, at least I couldn't, like I, I couldn't. couldn't sleep well. I no. was like, oh my gosh, I was going insane. <laughs> yeah. I just kept like getting, I was being hyperproductive and I'm like, oh, so steroids for me make me hyperproductive, not super strong. Okay. Here's what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you cool. gotta well, find the benefit. benefit in it <laughs> exactly, exactly well no thanks for thanks for talking about that I, I just think it's nice to maybe maybe I just need that right now so that's why we talked about it do you have any advice or mantra that you like to share with people or just something that is maybe a touchstone for you that you want to share with the listeners Okay. So I think we talked a little bit about this, about people's insecurities. I always get women who, especially who say like, I'm too fat or I'm too old or I'm too something, something Mm -hmm. that they hate about how they look. And so they don't want to get their pictures. And I always tell people that's ridiculous. I got my family pictures with my detached retina, with my eyes swollen shut. Like I, I I don't love the pictures of me at all, (laughs) but, uh, but I always tell people like, you will, you will never be younger than you are today. You will Mm -hmm. only get older. So, and you, and yeah, like people, people are upset or unhappy with their weight. Like most people are, that's just a given, but the important thing about it is for family photos, especially is your, your kids are not going to look at you and think, wow, she's 10 pounds overweight. No, I mean, that's not what people look at when they see the pictures or, Oh, she looks so old. They'll be like, wow, look how young she looks. And they'll remember the person that you are. They won't remember your physical flaws. They won't look, see your physical flaws. They'll see the person that they love. They'll see who they love instead of someone's just physical. It's about you and it's about your relationship. And I think that's important for people in life too, to not go around being so hard on ourselves. You know, I just talked about how hard I am on myself, but and it, so it's so typical, especially for women to be that way, to be so hard on ourselves. And I feel like we need to have a lot more positive inner talk and we need to, you know, focus on the positive and what we're great at. And, and, you know, your kids and your family, they look at you and they see the person that they love. They don't see someone who's physically flawed. And you have to remember that. That's great. And that was something I even went through with doing photos. I'm at my highest weight that I've been in my life. And I know though, that there was a time that I wanted to get family photos and we didn't, cause I was too fat then. And I remember someone else's hair wasn't good and stuff and we missed it and the person's not there anymore. And yeah. so now we have these, you know, that's so cool. I hundred percent. Yeah, that's great. Cool. So then I just have a series of questions called the fun five. And the first one is what's the oldest t-shirt you have and still wear? I'd say the, the oldest t- t-shirt I have is it's a t-shirt that my kindergarten class, my very first kindergarten class gave me. It was at the end of the year. One of the moms did it and she had all the kids sign the back of it. And um, it says like on the front, it says Mrs. Campbell's class. And then all the kids signatures in the back and they're kindergartners. So their signatures yeah. are very like rudimentary and super cute. And 
So I wear it to bed sometimes and oh, I love it. That's and those kids are probably like in their late twenties. Yeah. <laughs> so, but Amazing. I still wear their signatures. Yeah, I, I love that t-shirt. I probably never get rid of it. That's awesome. That's great. That's really nice. All right. So, well, and you experienced this in a very different way, but it had felt like it was Groundhog's Day quite a bit. If you think about the movie, and just <laughs> so if it was really Groundhog's Day, what song would you have your alarm clock set to play every morning? Um, so when I wake up, I have to wake up to very like soft and soothing music. <laughs> so it would probably be like some, I don't know, a classical instrumental something because otherwise I will be very grumpy. <laughs> so, um, and I don't even have like a specific song, but just something really soft and like relaxing that helps okay. me. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to just get, get hit in the head with a bass guitar or something. Oh, and I'm actually like, I'm very strange because I wake up the same time every, like every day and my body just wakes up. I almost don't even need an alarm clock. I need an alarm clock if I have to wake up at a different time, like say right. earlier today, I woke up the exact same time I woke up yesterday, but I want, I can sleep longer today. So yeah. I did, <laughs> but <laughs> I, still, I don't know. It's very strange, but yeah, you're just, you're, you have a pattern. That's good though. So yeah. I might be able to guess that based on, based on what you said, but coffee or tea or neither. 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 I was going to say, I don't think you're a coffee drinker because if you are, you've never <laughs> <laughs> have sleep that's normal and you and you tell yourself coffee's not a problem so what it, what do you like to drink just water or yeah I drink water I drink soda you know I'm I I'm very boring so we're LDS so we're, and we don't drink coffee or tea so oh okay well that's well and that's why you sleep well you you also don't drink other stuff which is also why you sleep well because I can tell you yes. <laughs> I do I, I love my sleep <laughs> yeah yeah and I yeah. And I end up loving coffee and beer usually. So that's, <laughs> that disrupts it. Okay. Can you think of something that makes you like laugh so hard you cry or just cracks you up or the last time that happened, if either way, just something that always does it to you. Okay. So <laughs> I don't know if there's something that always does, but there's this commercial on TV that said something it's like, I, I wish I could remember the exact words, but it says something like, do you, do you cook or do you just put trash in the oven and call it? cooking or something like that. And the reason I think that's hilarious is because my kids hate my cooking. They're very picky <laughs> and, they, and they don't, I feel like they don't like my cooking. So like, <laughs> and I, it just reminded me of like what my kids think about probably when they sit down at dinner is like, what is this garbage you're feeding us? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I know that it's not, I don't know. It's, it's totally me. And my husband will laugh at me because that commercial comes on and I just start laughing. And he's like, why do you think that's so funny? And I'm like, I don't know. I just think it's funny because I think that's how my kids think of me. Like one time I put dinner down and my son, who's now, he's now 19, but he, we bless the food before we eat. Yeah. And he said, <laughs> please help us to be able to eat this food that my mom wants us to eat. <laughs> like, like help us to get it down. Like, and I just thought that was like, he was really little. He was probably five and I was laughing so hard. <laughs> yeah. It's like calling in a higher power to help him just eat. Like this is so <laughs> yes. amazing. 
Yeah, no, that's good. And I, I think, and it's good that you laugh at it because you, it, this could have been a very different question where it triggered some emotion. Kids are so honest. They are so, and actually that's what I love about them is there's no filter and they'll say anything and it makes yeah. me laugh. Yeah. Even if so, it's like really mean to me. <laughs> yeah. Cause they're so savage. Cause they're just like, this is honest. And you're like, yeah, fair play, you know? Um, <laughs> and last one, who inspires you right now? A lot of people inspire me, but there's photography wise, there's this photographer named Meg Lokes and all she does is she takes pictures of her. She lives on like in Minnesota, I think it is. I can't remember, like somewhere like out in the middle of nowhere. She has a huge acreage and she takes pictures of her kids in the outdoors and inside also. And I'm just, I'm just, I just love, I love how she does it. I'm just fascinated by it. I don't know why, like it's very simple and I, she just inspires me. It just makes me it actually makes me want to go live there and just be in the middle of nowhere and just have a simple life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> her lighting is beautiful. Her, her editing is beautiful. I took her class for how to edit. It's just oh, everything cool. about what she does is very inspiring. And I love just how simple and, and wonderful it is. She actually just had a baby yesterday. Her fifth. Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> so, I know. I know. She just has a vibe that I really like. I, I admire lots of people, mm-hmm. you know, people that, you know, I love city photography. Mostly I just love women who are able to do amazing things. Like, you know, they have big families, but they still can do, you know, career-wise have super successful um, careers. Like the the woman I just talked about, she is one of the top photographers in the country and she makes tons of money and, you know, teaches a lot of people and she sells her photography for lots of money. And anyways, I just really admire women that do a lot. Yeah. Cause it's, I had a Mother's Day special last year and interviewed my sister and two friends about they're in different phases of motherhood with their kids. Like now you have your older kids. It would have been a different conversation for kids who are younger. And it, it truly is this. It's a job and it's a different kind of job because it's one you kind of created for yourself and, you know, uh-huh. one that you can't get out of and all that. But it's it, it was good to learn more about that. So I definitely can understand, like, seeing people make things happen because it's really amazing to that they find all the time and ways to be great moms and parents. And then also, you know, do that. So that's really cool. And, and even people that don't have kids, you know, right, like I yeah. don't get me wrong. Like I think that some of the most amazing women ever don't have kids, you know, you know, so many great things for the world. Yeah, no, that's cool. Well, good. Okay. So if someone wants to look you up, I'll have show notes, but just if you want to tell them to where you'd like them to. I'm not great about social media lately, but I have an Instagram Julie G Campbell. And then I'm Julie Campbell photography on Facebook. That's pretty much all I, I do, but yeah. <laughs> and then my, my website is juliecampbellphotography.com. Perfect. Okay. Um, cool. Well, Julie, it's been a lot of fun talking to you and getting to know you in a different way when we're just both on camera, but no one's taking pictures of each other. So <laughs> <laughs> thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Oh, uh, well, thanks for wanting to talk to me. It's a yeah. compliment. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can learn more about the guest and what was talked about in the show notes. Joe Mafia created the music you're listening to. You can find him on Spotify at Joe, M-A-F-F-I-A. Rob Metke does all the design, for which I am so grateful. You can find him online by searching Rob, M-E-T-K-E. Please leave a review if you like the show and get in touch if you have feedback or guest ideas. The pod is on all the social channels at at More Than Work Pod or at Robbie Comedy on TikTok And the website is morethanworkpod.com. While being kind to others, don't forget to be kind to yourself.